Turning obstacles into fuel. What's up, guys? Today I'm uh, I'm in the studio, and I was actually sewing some some patches onto some hats that we're getting ready to come out with, uh, which is kind of a lot of fun. We've been uh, we've been working with these guys to make us some hats and. Um, and then we had these other guys make us some PVC patches and just, uh, sewing those on the hats and, uh, just coming out with a whole new line for, for that. And it's just been, uh, just been, I've been playing a lot lately and it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys are doing that in your salons and just, I mean, you know, you always got to have a little side hustle, not, not necessarily to make money. Like I'm not trying to make money off <laughs> a couple hats. It's more, uh, just to keep the creative juices flowing. Right. I think that's an important part of, of our industry is, you know, honestly, that's why we all got into it. Right. Is just having that, that creative outlet. And, and, and then, you know, what I always loved about our industry is it gives you a ton of time, uh, on the side to kind of get out there and, and do what interests you. Um, whether that's taking classes or, um, a lot of chill time, you know, you know, you might be, you might be into the chilling. Um, I don't know. Um, I like to chill in on, on the, like the late nights, but during the day, I like to get out there and create and, and get stuff done. I, that's the purpose. Um, that purpose drives me in my life and I enjoy it. And I know that I'm going to be doing this, you know, when I was younger, I had this like weird, this weird misconception that I would get out of this industry around 45 years old and, I was going to retire and do what I wanted to do, you know, and as I've gotten older and wiser, clearly, uh, <laughs> uh, I started to come to this realization that there is no such thing as retirement for me and I will probably work until I'm dead. So I have to figure out, um, not to be so morbid, but I have to figure out how to keep myself entertained, um, the rest of the way out. And so just kind of having fun. I really have always loved building brands, so that keeps me interested. But these like little side projects with the branding is so fun, and I just really enjoy that. I hope you guys are doing little weirdo stuff like that in the salon. And if you are, like, uh, I don't know, text me and uh, DM me, text me, DM me, whatever. You know, <laughs> if you have my text, uh, I'm not giving it out on the air, but. Uh, you know, if you want to reach out and tell me what you're interested in, like I, I love, I love hearing that stuff. So, but I hope you guys are out there doing some pretty cool stuff. And, uh, I just realizing that the world, man, is just so much bigger than just your job and, and your home life and just that creative ability. I don't care what it is. Like if you went home, I can't, my brain doesn't work like that. I mean, you guys have heard me talk for a while. My brain doesn't work. Like I, I'm not going to just be interested in any one thing for any lengthy period of time i have to bounce around a lot 
um, to keep my interest. Now, I'm sure most of you are not like that. Most of you can take up like pottery and and really like, you know, find some time to devote to it and get better and better and better at it. Um, if you can do that, uh, I think that's the key to life. Not to get too stoic in this whole thing, but, um, you know, I was just getting, I was speaking of stoic, I was had this idea of all the stuff in my life that I've used for fuel and how to like use your obstacles uh, for fuel. You know, you have to, you have to find a way to just understand that life is what it is. And, and I, I always say that and no one ever knows what I mean, but, um, and the same with work, it's like, you're going to be at work for nine hours ish, four days, five days a week for the rest of your life or for most of the rest of your life, right? Finding a way to enjoy that and keep yourself motivated is the trick, right? So, but the idea that somehow obstacles or problems or issues in the salon are bad is just, it's just not true. Um, just being honest about it. Like you're, it just is like you, you run a salon and stuff is supposed to go bad. <laughs> it's supposed to go bad, right? The whole point of running a business is that there should be challenges popping up. If there weren't, then you're not very busy, right? Like, it's so funny. It's I, I talk about this a lot. Like right now, people, I have nine, eight or nine shampoo bowls and like one of them's broken. And I keep hearing from everybody that like, oh, the shampoo bowl's broken. I'm like, yeah, I get it. The shampoo's broken. We're, we're going to, we order a new one. We're going to wait on the supply chain like the rest of the world. But we have seven or eight other ones. We're going to be fine. <laughs> right? It's broken. It's not like it's sitting there melting at a slow pace. And then at some point it's going to explode. That's not going to happen. It broke. We deal with it. The parts come from like other places on the planet and you have to like sit back and wait for that stuff to come in. And nothing in the meantime is going to go bad. It's just, it just is what it is. And the thing is the, uh, converse of this is the fact that, okay, we'll maybe, the good thing is you were busy enough for it to break, <laughs> right? So, like, it would be really bad if you had nine shampoo bowls and they just, like, n nothing ever happened. Like, the, the leather never broke or the seams never ripped in the chairs or what have you. Or they never came loose at the base or the plumbing parts were always perfect or hair never <laughs> clogged the drains. Which anyone who is out there who owns a salon knows that uh, drains clog all the time. They clog all the time. I mean, the average house has like, what, four or five drains max? Like salons have like dozens. <laughs> like you're dealing with tons of of clogs and that's okay, right? Like it's kind of the fun in it for me was always using these obstacles as like little challenges to figure out the best way to fix them or for me to learn how to fix them or for me to go out and find a good guy to like you know, come in and fix that stuff. And, and that's what you need to be doing. And that's how you need to be looking at the, the salon and the way that things break down. I know for me, like in my life, and I don't know how many of you are like this. And really, I think even when I'm getting ready to say this, I'm like, you gotta be, you gotta tread carefully. Um, 
But I think we should be allowed to talk about stuff. I mean, if you can't like take a look at, at your life and sift through your life and constantly be measuring the human you are, like what's the point? And if you can't talk out loud, you can't do that. You can't be honest about it. Like so many times in my life, I've used like someone wronging me as fuel, right? That's that fuel that they became an obstacle to me. I turned them into fuel. And, and it's not like, look, I'm kind of Southern in this way. Like I I don't really feel the need to like badmouth you because, and I'm just being honest with, with you guys here. Um, I just don't find people to be that impressive on a scale where I'm going to be sitting around worried about them. Um, And it's not like I think they're small people or what have you. It's just that they are people that they're not good. They're not bad. They're just people. And when they wrong me, it's an action that happened. It's something that happened in the world. And like how I deal with that is I, I kind of go, okay, cool. I don't really need to harp on this. But if you don't think I'm going to use you as fuel to do better, uh, you're crazy. Um, I'll I'll just conceive of this as you as an opponent on like a on like a sports field, and now I want to I want to compete. I want to compete. You're driving me to do better. And the thing is here, like I know deep down that like I don't really care. It's really not about you. It's really just kind of. You were just the person I used for the moment. And you only have like so many, so long for each one of those those people in your life. You know, the person that like writes the weird article in, in, uh, on the internet, you know, like, um, you know, I, I once when I opened a salon, the first one by myself, the, the second one I'd opened, you know, someone wrote on the internet that like it was going to tank and, and it did. <laughs> It did eventually, so maybe they were right. Um, but I'm gonna blame this on the pandemic a little bit. So uh, maybe, I, maybe in ten years, I'll blame it more on myself. Right now, I'm blaming it a little. I'm blaming it like eighty percent on the pandemic, twenty um, percent on the fact that I probably should have had more money in, in reserve. Uh, but I'm an ambitious person and I had other projects going and that's just, that just is what it is. And then also too, I knew I was at the end of that lease and it was, it was a hard one to, to be able to salvage. Right. Um, so anyway, I said all that to say this, uh, using that, that world and that fuel, um, is, is kind of everything. And, and I think, uh, I got sidetracked a little bit, but, um, yeah, the, you know, this person wrote on the internet that it was going to tank and, you know, when it hurt my feelings a bit and I just looked like, you know what? Cool. Um, they called me like Lord tin can or, or tin can or something like that in the article. And then my buddies like made a sweat, a little hoodie, um, calling me Lord tin can. And, and it was like, you know, it, like the thing is for me it's like they thought they were hurting me and i kind of like used it to kind of mock them for the last 15 years <laughs> and i still don't I, I still to this day don't know who this person was but i find it hysterical and honestly like calling somebody tin can is pretty cool i i guess and 
you know it's just these are things that i'm not gonna do there there are things that like i you know when i moved to richmond i had a few people like go out of their way to be kind of nasty to me and and that's okay it's their prerogative and and that's that's great and all but you know to to think that i'm not like sitting here every day using that as a fuel which may or may not be healthy i don't know i'll leave that to y'all to judge but i'm gonna my whole goal in life is just to outlast them now (laughs) like i just want to make sure that my salon out outlast them you know it's really funny i was like watching this dave portnoy character who owns barstool sports like this guy's constantly getting wrong um because a lot of people like him and he's super unapologetic and people don't like his broed out like brand okay like i i get it um it's it's but he's funny he's a funny character to watch because he just doesn't care he's like everyone's like constantly trying to cancel him (laughs) And and he's just uncancelable, which I find hysterical. So every time someone, I guess, uh, and maybe this is going too far, but um, every time someone tries to cancel him or like ruin his life, he has like their name inscribed in a champagne bottle. And then when uh, apparently like if they like take a fall or if something of the, they get ruined in some way or someone, you know, the problem with trying to cancel someone is typically you'll end up being the one canceled because someone will find the skeletons in your closet right and um so when some they take their fall like he will literally pop the champagne and celebrate their demise which i'm not saying is is good it's neither here nor there for me um but i just find the whole thing hysterical but what i really liked about the idea and the concept of that is like using that wrong as a fuel and not necessarily harping on the people, but like going, Hey man, I can't wait to celebrate this. And if you can find a way to do this healthy, (laughs) I think, I think you could do this in a healthier way and it would be funny. Um, or like do it in a little funny way. Like, you, you know, like I'm not going to like go out and like, I don't tell a lot of people, people who are wrong me. I tell the story sometimes cause they're funny and that's about that right? Like sometimes like someone will say something and it'll like, I'll be like, yo, that's not cool. And then I'll just text them and be like, Hey, like, can you not do that? Like, it's not cool. You don't know me. I don't know you. Like, I don't really want to get in a fight with somebody. I don't know. I got enough enemies. Um, <laughs> I got enough enemies, enough enemies that I know. I don't, I don't need, I don't need fake ones. <laughs> right like and at some point i'll probably give somebody a a chance to really be upset and that's when you should be really upset but like don't just make up reasons to be upset anyway this person made up reasons i texted them they said some they said some ridiculous stuff because you know i I don't know why because they weren't really reasoning and logical and and i just was like okay what do you do with this now right like it was like kind of like talking to um just they were just an incoherent mess and i was just like i I couldn't even spar with them because there there was nothing happening up there upstairs and so i just like moved on and i was just like yeah cool but i'm still using (laughs) you as my fuel because like at some point bad stuff's gonna happen to you i've already heard bad stuff about this person so i'm like you're you're not like some like you know carved like in marble like statue of perfection you're just not and 
And, you know, and none of us are, right? So just being honest about that is, is like, at the end of the day, it's weird. It's weird. We have these like ideas of ourselves that we're like this or we're that. And the problem is we're not, we're not any of that, right? You're not, you're not good one way or bad the other way. You're just a human being. And the quicker you realize that and you're going to die like everybody else and, and you're going to have ups and downs like everybody else, you know, and, and what happens in this aspect is you let you allow things to affect you too much one way or the other, right? So so if something's really good, you like want to you want to squeeze it like a puppy, right? Until it like it whimpers, right? But the problem is like it will inevitably flow away from you, right? And so then you're upset when things aren't great, and that's weird. And then the vice versa, if things are you're trying to always push things away and get them away from you when they're happening bad, and and the thing is like. Well, okay, well, if you push everything bad away from you, then you don't know how to deal with it when it goes really bad. But also, you don't really ever get to understand what winning is or what real celebration is because you don't really understand joy if you can't also embrace um, the bad. And it's kind of like, think about it like this, as a it's a participation trophy, right? Like... You you know deep down that the participation trophy is a joke, right? So like, you know, if someone ever gave me, I I got lots of trophies playing sports when I was a kid. I wasn't like the best ass athlete in the world, but like, you give me a participation trophy, it's going in the trash. It's going in the trash because at the end of the day, like, I don't deserve trophies for just showing up. Like that's absurd. Right. And the problem with displaying that trophy is the fact that like and this is like a, a bigger uh, like uh, analogism for life, like, you know, or you can kind of relate this in different ways. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's really not about the trophy. It's about like your feeling of the trophy. For me, if that was sitting on the shelf, I would just know it's not true. Right. Like if you ever get awarded for something that someone else did, you, you're not going to you don't get the credit for it because the only person the credit matters to is really you. Right. Like other people might go, oh, he won this thing or whatever. But but deep down, the only person that really matters is the way you feel about it and, and your thoughts on it. Right. So putting it up on the shelf is just going to be a way to torment you long term. Um, that's not the kind of fuel that I'm talking about today. I'm talking about like, you know, you go into a, a new city like I am with with my shop in Richmond that I've been trying to build, you know, through a pandemic, which has been brutal. Um, but like I'm using that pandemic and that setback as fuel for pushing the salon, um, you know, and and like all the times that that people said that like my thing doesn't work and and like, OK, cool, I'll just. I'm I'm not going to like make you an enemy of mine but I'm going to take those words and remember them and go and use them for fuel to keep pushing and keep building and keep training apprentices. I mean the simple fact is that not many people are training young hairdressers, right? So if you're doing it, I don't even care how bad you are. Right? It's 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 to be commended in my book, right? Like pat yourself on the back, stop your car, pat yourself on both. I don't keep driving, pat yourself on the back in both hands. I don't really, 
I really know where where you're at on this, but I really think that you know we should take these things and and these obstacles in our life and turn them into fuel. I think it's probably the most healthy thing we can do, and not necessarily turn make people enemies, but turn the things that people do to you and and the words that they say into a fuel to like go further, right? I'm like deeply American in this way. If you tell me I can't, I can't do something, I'm going to try like hell to prove you wrong. And maybe I will, maybe I won't. But you know what? I'll get farther than if I didn't do anything. And there's a big lesson in that. I hope this message finds you well. Guys, um, thanks for having the chat with me today. Well, I hope this message finds you well. Thanks for having this little chat with me today.